If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. For gold. This is the second in a series of reports that we're going to be having. The first one, of course, in the year or representing the year 2021 from last year, talking about the banking sector, the financial services sector, and the experience of customers post consumption. Well, this year, we're going to be contemplating from last year the continuum of 
cumulative experiences of customers in dealing with Ghana's 23 banks. Now that everybody is talking about a second round of DDP and all of that, the banking sector is in the free again. But how have they been performing by way of services? That is why we're here this evening. I've already introduced our dignitaries to you, and uh, I would just reserve special commendation for our chairman, and I'm going to introduce him to you shortly. He has a proven executive management track record for over two decades, driving corporate growth programs across various functional areas in the financial services sector. He is the chief executive officer of the Ghana Association of Banks. Before joining the Ghana Association of Banks, he was managing partner of Jiwa & Co Advisors, a financial services consulting firm. He is a fellow of the Association of Chartered Certified Accountants and a member of the Institute of Chartered Accountants Ghana with several years of post-qualification senior management experience. He holds a Bachelor of Commerce degree from the University of Cape Coast and an MBA from the Oxford Brookes University in the United Kingdom. He has previously worked with the Universal Merchant Bank as the Chief Executive Officer. He has also held senior leadership positions as Finance Director at GCB Bank, Group Chief Finance Officer at Ecobank Capital, Financial Controller at Barclays Bank, Ghana, now APSA, Chief Finance Officer at UBA Ghana and as Finance Business Partner at Standard Chartered Bank Ghana with industry exposure from Tractor and Equipment Ghana, now Mantrak, and Western Castings Limited. He has a broad knowledge in investment banking and has been part of many landmark deals from his time at Ecobank Capital and as Managing Director of UMB Bank. As for the boards and national committees he serves on, Mr. Atia Mimri, but I'll just mention a few. He is Council Member Chartered Institute of Bankers Ghana, Council Member Ghana Association of Banks, Board Member Radiance Pharmacy, Legacy Bonds, Hillbill Company, Liquidity Investments Limited, Jiwa and Co Advisors, Ghana Association of Banks, uh, the GAEB Health Insurance Company Limited, Atlas Commodities Limited, and many more. Like I said, if I want to continue with this, I will never end. But it just tells you about the rich experience our chairman for tonight's event has. He is no other person than a little bit of suspense. Mr. John Iwa, our chairman for this august event. Mr. Iwa, please, we'd love to hear a few remarks from you. The clapping has stopped already. Hey! Thank you, sir. That's very long there. <laughs> Thank you very much for that introduction. On behalf of the Association of Banks, and on my own behalf, I'm personally grateful for uh, CIMG's ask of me to chair this short but very important launch event. We all know what customer service means, particularly when we talk about the banking industry, given that we are a service-driven industry. And as banks on our own, we've been um, conducting our own customer service service. And I remember when we were contacted that there is the need to have benchmark so we could compare bank A to bank B on certain 
standardized metrics. And I said, that is a fantastic idea. The import of this is as we move on, we should be able to compare customer service standards from the banking system to, say, the telcos, to, say, the FMCGs, and other sectors. So we know which industry or sector is more customer-centric and giving proper customer experience to their clients. We all know that customer service, if you do it well, and customers get stuck to you, um, the rest, you know, is just, you know, um, uh, on your bottom line. You get the benefits right on your bottom line. So it's important that as banks, we attach so much importance to this. And I remember when we had last week uh, a, you know, a sniped view of what we are going to see today. I realized that as banks, we still have a lot of way to go. There are areas, and we take very positive feedback from research work such as this because it's, that's the only way you can improve your conduct. Uh, sometimes when you are in the middle of it, you don't know exactly what the perception out there is. And it's important that as banks, we look ourselves in the mirror from the perspective of banks, for, uh, of customers, and also from some standardized uh, service benchmarks that we can compare um, our members from Bank A to Bank Z. So um, without talking too much, I know that a lot of the work is yet to be done. The launch event itself is going to be done. That will take us through the report. We will make sure we don't spend too much time here. We have rich, crisp, short, but very informative launch event. Again, on my own behalf, I wish to thank you for this opportunity, and I wish all of us a very good evening. Thank you. We can do much better for our chairperson. Thank you, uh, Mr. Iwa, for accepting to chair this event for us. I'll just share this, especially as we're talking about services in the banking sector. We've come very far, haven't we? From the days when people would want to put their money under their mattresses and everything, uh, dig the ground and put it in there. Uh, do I hear that people are thinking of that nowadays? And I must say, Bonzino, anyway. I'll leave it there. I went into this bank uh, one weekend. It was a Saturday, Saturday banking, in my shorts and a T-shirt and all of that. I noticed that the treatment was very different from usually when I go there after work with my suit and tie and everything. And I asked myself, what's going on? So the next time I went to the same person in a suit and tie, the person was like, oh, it is you. I'm saying, I, it is I. Those are the things we're talking about here tonight at the Coconut Grove Hotel. As we look at Ghana's Customer Satisfaction Index report with a focus on the financial sector. Here we proceed to the very next segment as we take a message, an address from the national president of the CIMG, in the person of Dr. Daniel Kassa. Please, let's put our hands together for him. Thank you.
The chairman for the night, Mr. John Ewa, CEO of the Ghana Association of Banks, patrons, fellows, governing council, and members of the CIMG, members of the technical committee made up of representatives from all 23 universal banks in Ghana, our three media partners, the multimedia group, Business and Financial Times, and the Corporate Guardian magazine, media men and women, ladies and gentlemen, and our team in virtual audience and those following us on television. Good evening to you all. It is my great pleasure and excitement. It is with great pleasure and excitement that I extend to you greetings from the CIMG and a warm welcome to the official launch of the much-awaited Ghana Customer Satisfaction Index Report 2022, the second of its kind in Ghana. Let me first of all apologize to all patrons of the GH CSI, CSI report, many of whom have been calling the Institute to inquire about when the next report will be ready. I must say that this study was conducted in the last quarter of 2022 with the hope of launching the report before June this year. When the report was ready, we had discussions with our main stakeholders being the Ghana Association of Banks, of which all bank MDs are members. The banks at the time were very busy on an important national issue which was to adversely affect the banking industry, and that is the Domestic Debt Exchange Program, DDEP. It was therefore agreed for us to delay the launch until the storm was over. As you would agree with me, the effects of the DDEP on the financial performance of banks for the full year of 2022 and the first quarter of 2023 for some of them was huge and devastating. Thank God they have survived it and returned to profitability largely. As you may recall, the CIMG in 2021 embarked on a journey to establish a standard satisfaction index for Ghana, as it is done in most advanced markets around the globe. The exercise gave birth to the successful launch of the first ever Customer Satisfaction Index in Ghana for 2021. In that maiden study, the banking industry of Ghana scored 95% service quality, which was deemed to be low for financial services. That score was the average of the topmost five performing banks on service quality, a criterion that was agreed upon by all key immediate stakeholders. And it was also agreed for us to continue to use this yardstick in our future studies on service quality. Mr. Chairman, I am glad to announce that we have been able to expand the study a notch further to cover business banking as well, unlike the maiden edition that covered only consumer banking. By this, we collected and analyzed separate data for consumer banking and business banking. We will therefore be outdooring a report of two studies tonight. Notwithstanding this, the index for the year 2022 will be based on the consumer banking scores, as was the case last year and as is the practice elsewhere. Mr. Chairman, 
There were complaints from some banks last year that the focus of their operations was more tilted towards business banking as opposed to consumer banking. And so, in their view, the results for their institutions was not a good reflection of their performance. For sad banks, we now have the two reports. Please feel free to use the one that reflects your business better. But we beg of you to also take steps to address concerns from the other side. That is this is because service quality excellence should be institutionalized and made available to all clients without discrimination across business segments. Mr. Chairman, consumers of this report, particularly the banks, must learn how to put the results to be announced tonight to good and prudent use. They should first look beyond the positions on the various tables to identify how they fared for each of the five dimensions of service quality, overall customer satisfaction, and either of the two dimensions of customer loyalty. They should indeed just oppose their performance in each area to the customer's indication of how important that particular dimension was or is to them, including the individual questions for the survey. Such an exercise will reveal to them areas where they may be unnecessarily strong and areas where they need to truly improve their performance on. They may then see the need to re-strategize, reallocate resources, and channel their energies to more pressing areas. Mr. Chairman, I will end this message by appealing to each of the 23 universal banks to subscribe to this report as the findings will be very useful in shaping their decisions and actions on the three important study variables of service quality, customer satisfaction, and customer loyalty, and their individual and combined effects on bank performance. It is an established fact, Mr. Chairman, that high service quality promotes customer satisfaction, which in turn aids in shaping customer behavioral intentions by way of loyalty and guarantees positive financial consequences on both the income statements and balance sheets of all organizations. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Besides this all-important measure, each bank will also be able to determine how they performed against their immediate peers on the one hand and the best in class of, for their industry on the other, as well as the industry averages. Mr. Chairman, permit me to express my deepest gratitude to the dedicated team of experts who have painstakingly worked on this report. Their expertise and commitment to delivering accurate and insightful information is evident in this report. And I am confident that it will serve as a valuable resource for the regulator, management of banks, including providers of related services within the larger financial services sector of Ghana. I also wish to thank the Governing Council and the General Assembly of the Ghana Association of Banks, especially their CEO, Mr. John Ewa, who graciously agreed to chair this function as well. October is around the corner, and we will be hitting the road again to start data collection for next year's report. We count on the usual cooperation of all banks, especially the technical committee members, to help facilitate this exercise once more. On this note, Mr. Chairman, let me conclude by wishing each one of the 23 banks the very best of luck as we await the findings for the GHCSI 2022. And I, on behalf of the Governing Council and entire membership of the CIMG, thank you all for making the time to join us. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Kassa. I know for you, the banks, this is going to be like your report card when it comes to service, and you are waiting with bated breath and this is where the work you have done, good or bad, will show. There's no perfect institution. So having set that premise for the conversation, customer satisfaction, leading, of course, to customer loyalty, we're now going to proceed from there to take a sneak peek, if you like, at the report for 2022. And this is going to be a presentation by the CEO of Consumer Insights Consult Limited in the person of Dr. Irenaeus Gundona. Doc, please. Thank you very much. I, I may have butchered Doc's name slightly, but he's promised not to go after me, so I think I'm safe. Doc, over to you. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, Benjamin. And thanks for the opportunity to present the customer satisfaction uh, index report for 2022. Um, I was told uh, that it's a bit blare and that the lights would go a bit off here so that we. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. 
Okay, so <clears throat> just by way of context, although Dr. Kasati alluded to it in his um, opening remarks, and as you are all aware, the Charter Institute of Marketing commissioned a baseline to establish the CIMG Customer Satisfaction Index for 2021, which was later referred to as the Ghana Customer Satisfaction Index for Consumer Banking. So what we are about to see is a follow-up of the 2021 Customer Satisfaction Index. However, for this year, we are doing wave two for consumer banking and a baseline for business banking. So we'll be looking at two reports. One will be a bit comparative, that one will just be a snapshot. With regards to objectives, they were a bit aligned with what we did for 2021. So we measured the levels of service quality, customer satisfaction, customer loyalty for banking services. Then the second thing was to compare uh, the results or the level of service quality, customer satisfaction and customer loyalty between 2021 and then 2022. We measured the MPS as usual. Again, we have some comparative data to show you how overall as an industry we performed and also as individual banks we performed in terms of um, 2021 and 2022. Then we would look at the almighty index for 2021 as it compares to 2022. Why is this not okay, I mean, we have stakeholders again. So universal banks are our stakeholders, the regulators. We have customers, the general public, the media, and then GAP. These are our stakeholders. Okay. In terms of the research design, I will spend a bit more time here. <clears throat> this year, we had what we call the mixed mode approach to data collection. Last year, what we did was a bit face-to-face, -face, but this year we had the mixed mode, where we did online, intercept, face-to-face, -face, and then telephone interviews. Now, the telephone interviews were based on just, we did it for the business-to-business uh, business, uh, customers. On the whole, we had 3,300 uh, consumer customers, but for business banking, we had 2,200 customers were interviewed for business banking. <clears throat> um, we looked at people who were age 18 and above that we talked to, and you need to have an existing, uh, you need to be an existing customer of a commercial bank uh, who has an active account. You must have transacted business with the bank uh, three months prior to the survey. So that was a key this thing. Now, for the business to business, you need to be a key decision maker before you were interviewed because we wanted people who were key decision makers within the organization. So those are people we talked to. And then the interviews were conducted between October to December 2022. So I'll just share the key highlights now. I'm sure that's what we are all waiting for. So we are now going to look at consumer banking. And for consumer banking, we are going to look at the levels of service quality and then customer satisfaction. So for uh, customer, uh, consumer banking, we first of all look at the profile. Who did we talk to? The profile of people we talked to. So you see it was predominantly male. You can see 70% of the people we talked to were male. They were very educated. 
or should I say there were people who were educated, not very educated, because I had only 1% who didn't have any education at all. They were, uh, if you look at it, a bit youthful, I would say youthful because if you look at 21 to 40%, that's where majority of them were. They were pretty youthful. They operated uh, what we call savings account predominantly. And if you look at their income, the mean income level was around uh, 3,000. Then, uh, quite interesting, 30% of them um, is what we would classify as traditional banking. I will go into that shortly. Traditional banking, and then 18% were remote banking. And people who did traditional and remote banking was 52%. They operated both. Okay, so this now takes traditional banking. And by traditional, what do, we mean, what do we mean by traditional banking? The operational definition we gave for traditional banking were customers who visit the bank to have their transactions done. So that leg visit. So we class it as traditional banking. So we look at the level of service quality for traditional banking. So we, it was based on what we did last year, which was based on the safe path model by Crony and Taylor, 1992. So we had the five dimensions. We had uh, liability, responsiveness, assurance, empathy, and then tangibles. So those were the five dimensions that we used to assess the level of service quality. And the definitions are there. We also developed what we call the star rating, which you'll be seeing um, when I enter into the main resource. So it ranges from one star to five star, depending on the scores that you get. So if a bank scored between 91 to 100%, we classify a five star. If you scored between 0 to 50%, it was one star. If you scored between 71 to 80%, it was three star. So when you see me, when I get into the resource and I'll, and I'll start saying, you will just be hearing five star, six star. Don't, you should know these are the scores that actually relates to the ratings when it comes to the star scores. So, sorry. We look at um, what we call tangibles, which is also part of the five dimensions that I earlier on mentioned. So you can see all the banks had five star in terms of tangibles. Now tangibles just refer to the aesthetics of the banks. I know all the banks are doing quite well when it comes to how they do the national arrangements. However, when we compare the data to um, 2022, two banks decline. They decline in their scores, but they still maintain their five star ratings. And this is something that you would pick up through the report you would see that some banks might not decline, but they still maintain their ratings. Some dropped in the ratings. And where I have to do the emphasis, I will let you know. So just two banks dropped in there. So we have EcoBank and SG Bank. They dropped in their scores, but they still maintain their five-star ratings. It takes me to reliability. When you look at reliability, 18 banks had five-star. Four banks had four star. That's uh, first uh, FNB Bank, uh, BOA, SG, and then EcoBank. <clears throat> However, if you look at the results, you compare them to 2021, four banks declined from their ratings. And again, although they, some declined, only two banks declined from their star ratings. So you see that EcoBank and SG Bank were five star when it came to reliability in 2021. But 2022, they dropped to four star. Whereas the other two banks, they declined marginally, but they still maintain their five star ratings. 
it's pretty slow, but we'll get them. Then we'll come to responsiveness. When you look at responsiveness, 16 banks had five star. Four banks had four star, and then two banks had three star. We compare the data to, sorry, it's pretty slow, but we'll get them. Point. Where's the computer? Okay, it's, it's come responsiveness. Sorry about that. So you have six banks actually declining in terms of their ratings when you compare it to uh, 2021. However, you would see for EcoBank again they had five star 2021. They've dropped to three star. SG Bank five star 2021. They've dropped to um, three star. Zenith Bank five star. They've dropped to four star in 2021. But the other banks, although they decline, but they still maintain their five-star status. It's something that they need to pick up. It's a bit worrying, but they need to pick up. It takes us to assurance. For assurance, 20 banks had five-star for 2022. Only two banks, which is Zenith and then EcoBank, had four-star. When we look at the data, look at the comparative analysis again, 2022-2021, you would see that seven banks declined. But only EcoBank dropped from five star to four star. But again, there was a decline, but it was marginal. It didn't affect their star ratings, but something again that I think they should have a second look at. It takes us to. Em- So it's not from your. So we'll try to rectify this. It may be from the projector. So let's just uh, stay calm. This will be worked out pretty quickly, and Doc will continue with the presentation. Thanks to the technical team for bringing me back on stream. So for empathy, fifteen banks had five star, seven banks four star. When you look at the comparative data that we have, six banks decline. Again, when you look at it again, there's a certain trend that is emerging. You see EcoBank again moving from five star to four star and SG Bank moving from five star to four star. Then we look at the industry when it comes to traditional banking. What is happening within the industry? You'll see the industry, although some banks experienced some decline, but there was actually an increase in terms of the industry service quality measure from 90% for 2021 to 2022, there was a 5% increment. And you look at all the indicators went up. When you take reliability, 2022 compared to 2021, there was an increment. You take um, um, tangibles, it was an increase, responsiveness, assurance, empathy, all had some increment, which impacted the overall industry performance of 5% increment that we are seeing. Now, overall service quality measure score by banks, you would see that six, uh, 19 banks, 90, yeah, uh, banks had five star, only three banks had four star. When it comes to overall service quality measure score for 2022, now, let's compare it to what happened in 2021. So again, four banks 
dropped in terms of their overall uh, uh, quality measure score. But who are those who drop in terms of star performance? Again, Ecobank overall. So their scores on each of the dimensions has impacted on overall service quality score. So they moved from five star to four star, and so was SG Bank. You see, Zenith Bank, although they dropped their score marginally, they still maintain their five star performance. So that takes us to the customer satisfaction bit of the study. So overall um, customer satisfaction score for 2022 is 95% for traditional banking. When you look at it compared to 2022, there's a marginal increment of 1% in terms of the level of satisfaction. When we disaggregate the data by the individual banks, this is what we see. We see that 21 banks had five star when it came to overall uh, customer satisfaction. Only one bank uh, had uh, four star. But don't be excited by uh, 21 banks having um, uh, five star in terms of the, uh, their customer satisfaction. When you actually compare the data to 2021, seven banks declined in their scores although they maintain their five-star performance, but they actually decline their scores. So this is something that I think, although I still, I'm still five-star, but when I look at my scores, I should still be a bit worried that I've declined compared to 2021, although I still maintain my rating, which is between 91% to 100. So it's something that you can still pick and then do a deep dive to see what is actually happening. So this takes us to remote banking. So what we just look at was what we call traditional bank, which I said was the leg visit. Those who go to the bank to actually transact business. So what we're about to see now is what I would term as remote banking. And by remote banking are customers who perform transactions on their devices, so the, your uh, laptop, cell phone, tablets, and the rest. What do they have to say about our industry when it comes to the level of uh, quality of service that we deliver to them? So we are going to look at level of service quality. So for remote banking, we actually added one dimension, which was ease of use. Because we wanted to find out how the, what is the level of service quality that we deliver when it comes to ease of use of that particular service. So that dimension was added. So we have six instead of five when you compare to traditional banking. So we have what we call tangibles or aesthetics, if you would want to mention. So you can see only 13 banks had five star when it comes to remote banking. Seven banks, four star, and then one bank had three, three star. Let's compare to uh, uh, 2021 and see what happened. Seven banks declined in terms of aesthetics or tangibles. And you can see, uh, again, Ecobank dropping from, oh, sorry, excuse me, dropped from uh, five star to four star, SG to three star. Fidelity to four-star, and then UBA to four-star, and then you have First Atlantic Bank dropping to four-star. So when it comes to remote banking, which has to do with technology, I think we still have a, a bit of a way to go. Then we look at the, le the level of reliability of the service that we deliver when it comes to remote banking. It was only eight banks that have uh, had uh, a five-star. Four banks had four-star. As much as um, six banks had six star, and then two banks had two star. 
So again, you can see a certain trend emerging when you compare traditional banking. You would see that our performance when it comes to remote banking is something that we need to work on as an industry. So when you compare the results, see, as much as nine banks declined, when you look at their scores comparatively compared to 2021. Ease of use, 12 banks, five star. Uh, uh, six banks, uh, four star. Three banks, uh, three star. Let's look at uh, comparative data. Ease of use, as much as seven banks decline. We go to level of responsiveness. Ten banks had ten star. Five banks, five star. Four banks, four star. Two banks, two star. I don't know how that worked out, but it's quite interesting. <laughs> we compare the data to 2021. We have eight banks declining. You see, Cal Bank. Uh, no, uh, CBG Bank declining from five star to two star in terms of um, their level of response when it comes to remote banking. It's something that is a bit of worry. You take Fidelity, five star, and they've declined to three star. UBA, they've declined to four star. So these are things that we need to look at when it comes to remote banking. We look at the level of empathy when it comes to remote banking. You can see 10 banks um, um, had five star. Then four banks um, had four star, five banks had three star. We do the comparative analysis when it comes to empathy, six banks decline. Again, you can see the level of decline. CBG again, from five star to two star. We have CalBank from five star to three star. Fidelity from five star to three star. UBA, three, five, four star to three star. So the level of decline did not only, is not only based on the scores, but it affected their star performance in terms of remote banking. So we go to security and assurance. We had 12 banks that had five star, six banks, uh, four star, and then three banks had three star. Let's compare between 2021 and 2022 to come up soon. Here it is. So seven banks declined overall. So again, CBG declining from five star to four star. Omni Bank from five star to three star. Fidelity same. And then UBA same, and then Standard didn't quite do well, but there's an improvement. You can see Standard and Standard Bank doing relatively well, remarkably well in terms of their scores. That takes me the in, to look at the industry when it comes to remote banking. It was actually a decline in terms of remote banking. So it looks like we still need to do a lot of investments when it comes to remote banking, the level of technology, to increase the level of experience that people have of uh, remote banking, to actually stop the leg visits, which the banks would, vis uh, would benefit from. So you look at all the indicators that decline. It was only empathy and ease of use that were relatively stable when you compare the data between 2021 and 2022. And that is a big worry as an industry that we need to look at. Okay. So you look at overall uh, service quality measure for remote banking. So 10 banks had a uh, five-star mark, eight banks, four-star, and then three banks had three-star. <clears throat> look at the comparative data. You look at it, as much as 10 banks, when it came to overall service quality measure, as much as 10 banks declined when it came to remote banking. And that is a serious worry for the industry that we need to look at. And again, I don't want to mention this, but you can see those who declined from five star to three star, two star into one star. So we look at overall uh, satisfaction when it comes to remote banking, it was 88. 
Was it relatively stable when we compared to 2021? Let's see what comes up. Okay. So when you compare to 2022, you see that there's a industry decline in terms of the level of customer satisfaction, which tells you that the, the level of service that they received was not too good. So overall, as an industry, it's impacted on it. Whereas when you compare that to traditional banking, where we saw a growth of 5%, we also saw an increment on the level of customer satisfaction. Then you come to remote banking, you can see the indicators. There's a decline, which has impacted on the overall level of satisfaction as an industry. So you can see the 11 banks, five star. Three banks had four star. Five banks had uh, four, uh, three star, and two banks had two star. Look at the comparative data. Eight banks declined in overall customer satisfaction. Instead of seeing a level of appreciation, we are experiencing a decline. And I think this is something that we need to pick up. Okay. So that takes us to what we call um, uh, customer loyalty. And for customer loyalty, we looked at two dimensions, which the behavioral and emotional loyalty. So behavioral emotional loyalty based on the top two boss scores. So you would see for behavioral loyalty was uh, 84%, and then for emotional 78%, as an industry was 81%. Then for 2022, seven banks, when it came to behavioral loyalty, had five star. Another seven banks had four star. Six banks had three star, and then two banks had two star. For 2022, uh, emotional, we had uh, only one bank had five star, and that is quite worrying. And then we have six banks having four star, 13 banks, three star, and then two banks had two star. We look at the comparative data. Oh, okay, of oh, this overall uh, customer loyalty for 2022. So you have um, only one bank that had it. And then when we compare the data, five banks declined, and you can see the decline. For this, it was quite relatively stable. So you didn't, although they declined, it didn't impact on their star rating. So that's why you don't see uh, any of that there. Then we come to the almighty uh, MPS course, and you all know how this is calculated. This is based on detractors, passives, and then promoters. And for you to establish the MPS course, is actually your promoters minus your detractors. So the 788 doesn't count. It's, it makes a bit of noise in the data, but that is quite okay. So we look at the finance for 2022. So look at 2022. You see, Access Bank, when we did a calculation, came on top in terms of the net promoter score, followed by Fidelity and Standard. Let's look at the data when we disaggregated. So this is the MPS scores for uh, 2022. When we compare the data to 2021, you would see five banks drop declining in terms of their NPS scores. So that now takes us to the second segment of our presentation, which is the business banking. So for the business banking, you will not be seeing any comparative um, analysis, just giving snapshots, so that will be a bit more quicker.
So this is the profile of what we went to town with. So you would see that most of them were people who had current accounts, and then also um, uh, about 74% had multi-accounts. They had several banks that they were dealing with. And then you can see the monthly income of the banks, which range from up to 500 to over 100 million, the people that we actually interviewed. And then this tells you how long they've been in business. And they, okay. So we look at the level of service quality and customer satisfaction for uh, <coughs> business banking. So again, we had the star ratings, which you are all familiar with. I've been talking of five star, four star, and six star. Okay. <laughs> then we had um, tangibles. For tangibles, for um, uh, business banking, 16 banks had five star. Five banks had four star, and then one bank had three stars, which was Fidelity Bank. When it comes to reliability, again, 16 banks had five star. Four banks had four star, and then two banks had uh, three star, which was APSA and then Fidelity. Responsiveness, um, again, 14 banks, five star, six banks had four star, and then two banks had three star. Assurance, 16 banks, five star, five banks, four star, one bank had three star. Empathy, 14 banks, five star, eight banks uh, had four star, and then two banks had uh, three star. Then we look at the, over the service quality score for 2020. As I mentioned, this is just a snapshot. So you see that the level of importance that our business customers place on all these indicators. So they, they place more emphasis on what I would call assurance and empathy. So you can see the level of importance there is 96, 96. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like choosing Derek Jeter as the pinch hitter for your baseball team. Jeter, you're in. We need a home run. I'll give it a try. I've swung a bat once or twice. That's out of here. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Then reliability response with a 95-95. However, when it comes to the actual score as an industry... You, the 94 was assurance and then tangible source also 94 the rest had 92% overall as an industry the level of um, um, service quality score for business banking was 93% then the importance was 95% but again we would look at when we disagree the data again by the various banks on the overall service quality score for business banking system banks had 5 star Five banks had four star, and then one bank had three star. Then we come to the overall uh, service quality measure. In terms of customer satisfaction for business banking, it was 93%. Then we disaggregated data by the various banks. Again, 18 banks had five star, three banks had four star, and only one bank had three star. Then we go to loyalty. In terms of loyalty, we again look at behavioral loyalty and emotional loyalty. And as an industry, it came to 80%. When you look at 84% for behavioral loyalty, 77% for emotional, you do the average, it comes to 80% as an industry when it comes to loyalty. 
which is aggregate data, you see behavioral loyalty, 10 uh, banks had uh, five star, compared to emotional uh, loyalty, where only two banks had five star. It comes to behavioral, you would see eight banks, four star, two banks had uh, three star, and then as much as four banks had two star. Then even for emotional loyalty, you have a bank having one star. When it comes to their connection, their emotional connection with their customers. So this is something that they actually need to pick up. Then overall customer loyalty, you can see the two banks uh, uh, had five star, 11 banks, uh, four star, and then four banks uh, had three star, and then four, another four had two star, another, and then one had this for overall uh, loyalty. Then the MPS for uh, business banking. I've already explained how we drive the scores for uh, the MPS. So, oh, sorry. Uh, you look at the MPS for business banking, and then you would see Prudential Bank, I don't know, emerging strongly uh, uh, first when can MPS scores. Then you have uh, EcoBank, and then you have Stanchart. No, Stanchart before EcoBank when it comes to business uh, banking. So you can see the way the results uh, uh, worked out. Okay. So just to recap, 2022 and 2021, for service quality traditional banking, we saw an increment of 5% when you compare to 2021. When customer satisfaction traditional banking also went up by 1% when you compared 2021. However, when we come to almighty remote banking, there was a decline in both service quality and customer satisfaction industry-wise. So this is something that we need to pick and then work on as an industry and as individual banks as well. Okay. So this takes us to the CIMG CIS framework uh, for 2021-2022. So this is just a recap of a framework. We walked you through this framework last year, but just to recap, you can see how the various dimensions feed into overall service quality, which impacts on overall satisfaction and then customer loyalty. And this has an impact on your financials, has an impact on your market share, and then the incomes. So it's something that we need to take seriously because there's a direct correlation between our overall service quality and the outcome in terms of financials and the market share. So we now look at our overall service quality score for 2021. The index that we established was 95%. For 2022, the index went up to 98.2 percent. So based on the 2021 index of 95 percent, only two banks made the threshold one we did in 2021. In terms of when you establish the interest, looking at the overall service quality score, how many of them were able to exceed the index? Only two banks did that. For 2022, three banks exceeded the index. I think it went off the slide when the technical people were working on it. So uh, thank you. 
we would have them launch the index for this year. So thank you very much. <laughs> I believe we can do better for Dr. Gundona. He's actually taken his time to walk us through. And I think at this point, many of the representatives from the banks, those here, would be reflecting on Shatawale's High Life song. I know my level. I know my level. It was interesting because looking at the performance of some of the banks, it's, it's been quite a steep fall in some of the categories, and some others are catching up. There will always be competition, so it's good. But I would want to see those who are flying sky high continue flying. Unfortunately, some of them are beginning to uh, fall. But on that note, uh, thank you once more, Dr. Gundona. Let's now have the launch of this report the GHCSI 2022. And to do that, I would like to invite uh, forward our chairperson, uh, first off, uh, Mr. Johnny Watt. Let's, let's welcome him. <laughs> Dr. Daniel Cassetti. Dr. Cassetti. Dr. Hundona, please. And let's also have Adam Sule, Mr. Adam Sule, Consulting uh, Director of Education, CIMG, please. As the MC rightly said, we know our level. So, on behalf of the Chartered Institute of Marketing Ghana, and on behalf of my colleagues here, we hereby launch the 2022 Customer Satisfaction Survey duly launched. Ninety-eight percent threshold, not too bad, but of course the devil is in the detail. And um, we have five banks that scored above the threshold, which is something to be proud of. Um, we, as banks, take very good notice of this outcome, and I'm sure um, the banks will individually request their own reports and use that to improve on our scores going forward. So it's been launched, and I call on our members to now make the formal request. Monero, you are here. I'm sure you'll be making the request this evening for that of GCB, so that our friends from the big house will know how we've performed in order to improve our performance going forward. Thank you very much. Thank you all so much for coming. Let me quickly acknowledge the Ghana Association of Banks, of course, the CIMG making all of this possible, uh, the Business and Financial Times, the Corporates, Guardians Magazine, the Multimedia Group, and all of those from the media uh, fraternity here present, UTV, Metro TV, GH1, Star FM, GTV, and Asase Radio. Just finally, when you spoke of these surveys, of course, the Ghana Statistical Service, ISA among others, come out with their yearly reports and all of that. Do you know which entity or which group, sector, I want their services to be really looked at? The telcos. The telcos. Media Makan or Manu Bukiti. Makan. So uh, hopefully we can, but, but that can only breed better service across the board. And we, the media, we are not left out. So you come to and we too, we do you, da, da, da. put it there. It will help us become better. 
uh, in this country, sometimes we don't like criticism, but iron sharpeneth iron. And it is when you see your brother in a comfortable lead, then you realize, hey, I have to back up. That's the only way forward. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is... Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the chop better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving <laughs> welcome to the smart world of ecobank download ecobank mobile from google play store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank ecobank the pan-african bank Kwajo, why are you late yes Kwajo, why are you late again Kwajo, can't you talk see mommy i could lie like ama and say I was doing my homework with my friends. Or lie like Emma and say I was helping Grandma buy food. Mommy, I will not lie like Emma. I was playing with my friends, and that is why I'm late. Homework now. Thank you for not lying to me. Your Kalipo is in the fridge. Kalipo, the natural fruit juice drink. Of the you know that thing. This advert is FDA approved. John Akaribo, a former assembly member of the Arka community and coordinator of the Arkadone Women Association. But before 1998, the Arka community is made up with about over a little over 800 in population. And among this population, I beg to tell that there was no single literate woman or girl in the community. And the major problem was they were going to open their bank accounts and the bank had to reject them because all the executives were illiterate. And how can they function with the bank things? Hence, we decided no. One of their legs is already in the grave. One is alive. And I talk in the grave means that they are already advanced in age and they can no more go back to school to study anything. But that of their daughters, 
which is still alive. What happens to them? And that's where we make a decisive decision that within the next 10 years, we would like to see female education enhanced, if not only in Yaga, but in the entire environment. able to bring about clinic there was no health facility in this community I was able to bring a, to build a clinic in this community the community which has not been upgraded to a health center I brought it I think today when you move to any single house in Yarga Zoko Via Sombrumo Agose Bonyarga anyway you enter any house any house at all you enter the educated person in that house is a female. And as I speak today, we have been able to turn around about 463 girls. Since I started doing my community work to bring change to Yago community, the entire Yago community, I think it's over 30 years now. 30 years is not 30 days. But yet, if it's today that people are not seeing what I've done yesterday, is beginning to, people are seeing the impact the results of it. I think I'm so grateful and I will pray that, well, whatever it has come, uh, it should go through. But I mean, my